0: Welcome to the Ridge Life Podcast. We at Pleasant Ridge Christian Fellowship trust this message will be an encouragement to you. Please join with us as we look into God's Word with Pastor Mike Byrd. Well, we're going to be in uh, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And uh, we have been going through what our Lord gives us as known as the Olivet Discourse uh, that's recorded for us here in Matthew 24 and 25. It is the longest recorded answer that the Lord gives to his disciples, all stemming from a couple questions about what is the end of the age? How will we know that we're there? And What is going to be the sign of your coming? And uh, our Lord really goes through and he lays all these things out. This is all future uh, that he gives us and that he is talking to the disciples. And uh, he talked about these indicators that we've been looking at, some of these indicators, these birth pains that are going to happen that will signal the end of the age. And we've already been covering some of them. Uh, One of them is being uh, that there's going to be mass deception. People are going to be deceived. Uh, We talked about those that are going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. Uh, Then he talked about uh, there's gonna be these famines and earthquakes in various places, tears and signs. And he says, all of these things are but the beginning. The end is not yet. These are all just the beginning of birth pains. And so we have really, we have three more indicators to go through and uh, hopefully we'll cover a couple of them here today. And already as we've been kind of moving through this passage, I've already had uh, some people ask questions such as, uh, where is the church during all of this? Is the church going to be going through this? Is the church taken out? Uh, Is the church still here? Well, one thing that I think is important for us to remember is the context in which Jesus is talking to his disciples. The disciples had no idea of what the church age was. Uh, Remember, they thought Jesus was going to come. He was going to reveal his full and final presence right then and there. And they were just looking for the triggering event to start this chain reaction for all these things uh, to begin. And so uh, where is the church uh, during this time? Um, We can't really say that we really know that for sure. I know there's lots of people that have charts and they point and they got all these things and they can show you when all this stuff is going to happen. I really don't want to go into all those things of saying where and when and what, uh, when all that will happen. The important thing that I think Jesus is trying to get across to us, to those that are listening, to those that are hearing, is that you need to be prepared. Either way, you need to be prepared prepared and know what the signs of his coming is going to be. Now, uh, remember this, we are dealing with prophecy. uh, And because we're dealing with prophecy, we can't really say for sure exactly how it's all going to play out in detail. Now, the Lord gives us some things, but we can't say for sure chronologically exactly how all these things are going to happen. Uh, But I do believe that it's important that we do know about these things because Jesus told us and um, he made us aware of them. And also 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So here is where I would uh, like you to go today and uh, what you should take away with you today. Uh, following Christ will cost you, but the mark of a true believer is one that will continue to follow Jesus when things get hard. Following Christ will cost you, But the mark of a true believer is one that will continue to follow Jesus when things get hard. So let's jump here into our text, this uh, next indicator that our Lord gives. Uh, Verse number 9, Matthew 24, 9. So our Lord talks about this in time, there's going to be people being deceived, wars, rumors of wars, all kinds of devastating events. And here's the fourth, death for some and hated by the nations for those who follow Christ. Death for some and hated by the nations for those who follow Christ. So Jesus here is giving all of these things about the tribulational time for believers. And he's talking about this. So all this stuff is going on and Jesus gives us this glimpse of what it will be like for the believers that are living during this time. And he tells us in verse number nine, look what he says. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. During this time, believers will be treated in an unholy way. There will be an outright and widespread persecution on the believers, those that follow and name the name of Jesus Christ. Now you can, again, you can look back in history and you can even look at some of the things that we're seeing now. Uh, There is persecution. There always has been persecution. Uh, There is people that hate the name of Christ or those who follow uh, Jesus Christ. But this is going to be widespread. It's going to be affecting every nation. Every tribe, every tongue, those that follow Jesus Christ and those that name the name of Jesus Christ. Some of them will be delivered up to death, but they will be hated by all nations uh, for those who follow Christ. Now look what he says here. Uh, He says here, those that are believers in that day, look what he says. Then they will deliver you up. You will be delivered up. It's It's a word that means to be arrested. You will be arrested because you follow Christ, because you name the name of Jesus. He says, you will be arrested. Um, And he says in that time, true believers here are going to be arrested. They will deliver you up to tribulation. They're going to be afflicted. There's going to be many of them that are going to be murdered, uh, they're going to be hated by all nations for my name's sake. In other words, because they identify with Jesus Christ, they will pay with the hatred and the animosity of the world, because they want to follow Christ. And Jesus says, this is what one of the indicators of the end of the age will be is that true believers will be arrested, they will be delivered up, Some of them will die, but they will, all of them will be hated by all nations for his name. In Mark uh, chapter uh, 13, verse number nine, uh, we have a comparative passage uh, of this of where Jesus also gives the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this in Mark 13:9. but be on your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils You will be beaten in synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them. So believers will be the objects of persecution during this time. And not only by the world, but he even says by the Jews, because listen again, he says, but be on guard for they will deliver you over to councils and you will be beaten in synagogues. Yes, the Jews, the, 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 the Jewish people will be in all this. People, Jews that do not know Christ. Uh, they will look at us, those that follow Christ, as being people that are enemies of God. In fact, you can even see that uh, with Paul. Remember, uh, before Paul became a, a follower of Christ, he thought he was doing God a, a favor by persecuting uh, the Christians. And so Jews will be in on all of this. Um, So you will be delivered up. There will be a time of severe persecution and martyrdom uh, for true believers. Now notice here, look at verse number nine. Look what he says. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. That's a word for murder. You'll be hated not only by the Jews, but you'll be hated by the whole world and all of the nations. He says, therefore, there will be no refuge, no place to hide for you. There's no place to escape. And why do they hate you? Why such the animosity against you? Why? Because you follow Christ. Because of Jesus' name, they will hate you. That's the issue. They hate Christ. The world hates Christ. They always have. They'll hate him. They hate him. Uh, especially when they're under the control of whom? Well, I believe that's because they'll be under the control of the Antichrist and uh, they will hate the the true followers of Christ. And so Christ, uh, uh, because of those that follow Christ... Uh, They will be hated, they'll be delivered up, they'll be murdered, uh, and there'll be extreme persecution, worldwide persecution of the saints. Uh, And he says here that they'll be martyred and massacred from one end of the globe to the other. I mean, this is gonna be widespread persecution that's gonna be going on. In fact, the Bible gives us so much detail of this. uh, Flip over to uh, Revelation chapter number six. And notice what uh, Scripture teaches us here about this widespread persecution and 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 uh, hatred of those that follow Christ. So we're looking here again into the future, Revelation chapter six, and uh, these are the future, the beginning of the birth pains. Look at verse number nine. He opens the fifth seal. And look, and I saw under the altar, this is the place of the atonement. These are the redeemed souls that that John is seeing in his imagery here. Under the altar, the symbol of atonement that he's looking at, what does he see? He sees here, look at verse number nine, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness that they had borne. So he sees souls. They were massacred there in the tribulation. How do you say, how do you know that? Well, look at verse 10 and 11. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? So wait a minute, so here's people that have already uh, been slain and martyred for the name of Christ. John has seen them, they're crying out and saying, when will you avenge us, Lord? Even those that are still dwelling upon the earth. Look what he says, verse 11. Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. So, in other words, John sees some of these martyrs crying, How long? And the Lord, in a sense, says, Not until all the rest of those are to be killed uh, that are still living upon the earth, those that will be delivered up, those that will face uh, a martyrs' persecution. Look at uh, chapter seven, look at verses uh, nine and 10. Look what he says here. Uh, After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Who are these people with the white robes? These are all the people that were given white robes because they have been martyred. And so they're crying out. Look at verse number 14, uh, chapter seven. Uh, He says here, and I said to him, sir, you know, and he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. So how did they get out of that tribulation? Well, very little doubt. They were martyred. And uh, they were killed for the sake of the Savior, sake of their commitment to him. Uh, look at uh, chapter 11. You have here these uh, two witnesses that, that go forth and they're, they're preaching and God sends these two witnesses to perform great miracles, and the people are so upset and mad at these uh, these two witnesses uh, that they end up getting killed. They ended up getting murdered, and God supernaturally brings them back to life. Uh, chapter twelve you have here uh, says this dragon, Satan. Uh, makes war with the remnant of the sea. And I, I believe that that is uh, believing people that were that are still alive, uh, possibly referring to Jewish people. And uh, chapter 13, you have it here again. Look at verse number seven, chapter 13, verse seven. It says, also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And uh, then look at uh, chapter 17, Revelation. You have it uh, here. You have this great harlot, the great prostitute, uh, this false religious system. If the, if the church is the bride of Christ, which represents truth and purity. Who's this great harlot, this prostitute? Well, that's none other than a false religious uh, system. And during this time, this tribulation time, we see that it's drunk with the blood of the saints. This great prostitute is drunk with the blood of the saints uh, and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Look at uh, uh, Revelation uh, 16.6, look what it says here. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. So uh, this time that Jesus is talking about, it's going to be marked by extreme persecution, martyrdom of those who follow Christ. You say, wow, yes, wow. Wow. Um, This is all future what's going to happen. We have it recorded for us right here. You know, one of the things that I I enjoy doing is I I enjoy watching sporting events, um, primarily uh, basketball or baseball. How many of you watched the World Series? Okay, caught that, right? You know, game seven, man, we g- went through all the games and, you, you know, the, you have the Nationals and then the Astros and, oh, boy, if the Astros win this game, it's all over. But then, oh, man, the, the Nationals, they win. And, boy, we're going to go on to game seven. And you're going through the, uh, through the innings, the top of the first, bottom of the first. And then you move on into the fifth inning and the seventh inning stretch, and uh, I was watching the last few minutes there. You know, here we are, the bottom of the ninth. It's over, we won, right? And, uh, you know, you, you, look at, uh, you look at life and you look at uh, what, what we're seeing in our time. Uh, there, is, there is a definite countdown that is going on. It's been going on ever since Christ left. You say, well, where are we? Are we in the seventh inning stretch? Are we in the bottom of the eighth? Are we at the top of the ninth? I don't know. But we better wake up. And we better start taking Jesus' words seriously, what he says, what's going on in our world. And understand that we need to be prepared. I don't know when all this stuff is gonna happen, but we got to be prepared. We were in the hotel room uh, there. We went to a wedding uh, just over the weekend. And uh, I was watching a uh, program and a commercial came on. I would never seen this commercial before in my entire life. And it was, a, it was a father and a son and they were walking in a museum. And uh, they're walking there and the, the, the father is talking about all these things that are in a museum. And there's a picture of a wallet. So they, they, they show a picture of a wallet and it's, it's resting on a on a thing, you know, and it's got, it's got cards kind of protruding out of it. And the, uh, the dad talks to the son, he says, you see that son, that's called a wallet. He says, we don't use these anymore. He says, it used to be that we, we had a wallet that kept all of our cards and it kept a photo in it for, for identification reasons. He says, but we don't need that anymore. He says, because all we have to do now is just use our fingerprints because we don't need it. Folks, we are moving rapidly, progressively to more and more and more things that are happening. Our world is being set up. Our world is moving in a direction that's gonna pave the way for all this stuff to start happening. So it's important that we do know what Jesus says about this stuff so that we're not caught off guard when it begins to happen, so that we know what Christ is saying. But Jesus' words still ring true for today. The end is still not yet. This is only the beginning of birth pains. Now, uh, look here at uh, verse number 10. So we go back over here to Matthew chapter 24. And look what he says here. So you have this, this persecution, widespread persecution going on. And our Lord then gets very clear about with this widespread persecution, what's going to be happening. Now listen very carefully. Okay? So there's this persecution and murder of the redeemed. But listen to this. Look what he says here, verse 10 you're going to see something I I think that is very, very tragic. So this is the fifth sign of the sign of Jesus' coming back. Verse 10, And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. So there's this, the fifth sign here, because of persecution, many will fall away. So within this falling away, there's a few aspects of this, and I want you to notice them here in this text as we move through it. Notice, first of all, that you have people quit following Christ because of persecution. He says, and then, because he's talking about there's, there's this widespread persecution, people are being arrested, people are being delivered up, people are being hated, and because of that, because it's getting too hot for them to handle, what happens He says, you have people here quit following Christ because of persecution. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. So Christ is specifically talking about the believing people here or the people who identify with God and Jesus Christ. And he says, first, there will be this mass persecution and as a result of that, there will be this fifth sign of those who are going to fall away. People that say that they are believers, but they will fall away. And this is, this is just so tragic because look at, look at verse 10. Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. The pressure is so great during this time that as the world begins to massacre believers, that some people who have superficially identified with Christ, you know, I I, I still want to have my Jesus and my sin, or I want to follow Jesus only when it's convenient for me, okay? These superficial believers will say, I didn't sign up for this. No way. I'm out of here. And uh, they are going to fall away. Uh, These are people that I believe that uh, Jesus told us that they were the seed that fell in the thorny ground. It never had any real root to it at all. Um, They they see the price that was to be paid uh, and uh, they're not willing to pay that price for that. So they begin to turn in those that they know uh, Jesus He says that they will betray one another. You say, well, are these people real believers? No, they never were. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, because if they were were real believers, uh, 1 John tells us that uh, uh, they went out from us because they never were of us. Because if they really were of us, they would have continued with us. Uh, So it's important to see that. Uh, Jesus said in uh, in John chapter eight, uh, verse 31, if you continue in my word, then you are my real disciple. Uh, The Lord laid out in Matthew chapter 10, verse 24, listen to what he said. The student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. Verse 25, it is enough for students to be like their teachers. And servants like their masters, if the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them. So in other words, if they said Jesus was of Satan, guess what? They're going to say it of you as well. If they hate Jesus, they're going to hate you as well. So the true disciple is willing to suffer like his master suffered. So don't be afraid of them. That's what Jesus tells us. Uh, Later on in the same passage, the Lord says, verse 32, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Verse 33, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. And he also said this, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So the person who says, I don't want the cross, I don't want to die, I'm getting out, that person is not, according to Jesus, that person is not even worthy to be a disciple of the Lord. So that person is not even a belonging one to Christ here. So the person who belongs to Christ continues and the person who belongs to Christ is willing to pay the price because, not because he has some special uh, gumption in it of himself to do it, no, uh, it's because it's the, uh, he's a true believer. The Holy Spirit grants him sustaining power. I have a book in my office, and, and maybe you've read it. If you haven't, I encourage you to do so. It's called Fox's Book of Martyrs and throughout the whole church history it gives about uh, those who have uh, suffered for the name of Christ and as maybe they were being led away and 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 placed on a on a on a, on a pole and and firewood surrounding them and lit up in flames uh, the things that they said holy spirit inspired things that god gave them the strength Uh, during that time, uh, to endure uh, during that persecution. So only true believers will continue. In Hebrews chapter three, verse number 12, it says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So when somebody departs from the living God, they manifest an evil heart of unbelief. And Paul said to Timothy, if any man denies him, him will the Lord deny. So these people attached themselves outwardly to Christianity. They, they thought it sounded good. You know, it, boy, I was going to, I'm just going to follow Jesus just to kind of see what I can get out of it. But they were never real true believers. Uh, and so they got offended. They went away. Uh, they fell away. And, uh, Jesus says that these people uh, will fall away because they're opting for safety and uh, they, they, they don't want what's coming. And it just gets even worse. I mean, look at this. It, it tells them. it says that they will betray one another and hate one another. So, you know, there's gonna be this thing that's gonna happen that the wonderful redeemed people of God will be betrayed and hated by those whom they know. Um. They're gonna, they're gonna, these people are going to turn informer and start telling other people where these believers are uh, so that they can be persecuted and killed and slaughtered. A parallel passage to uh, Matthew 24 and Mark 13, 12 says this, brother will betray brother to death, a father his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. If we think that uh, the uh, Christianity is some kind of uh, family-friendly type of thing, boy, we got another thing coming. Jesus said, I am come to put a sword, mother against a daughter-in-law. Right? It, it's, it, it costs to follow Jesus. It's a true cost. And so all of this is this pressure that's gonna have for people. Uh, Luke chapter 21, 16 says, you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. So you have these people leaving Christianity because the price is too high, it's too intense. Uh, But look at this secondly, look why some other people will fall away. Look at secondly, verse number 11. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Now, remember, these are people that do not know Christ already. They said they knew Christ. They attached themselves outwardly to Christianity. And because of false prophets arising, they're just gonna go right along with it because they're going to believe these deceiving spirits. Uh, so these false uh, prophets, these false teachers, not false Christ, but false teachers here, false prophets, uh, they're going to quit following Christ because they don't want to pay the price, but many of them will quit following Christ because they have been deceived, uh, It says here, the same thing in uh, verse 24, Matthew 24, 24. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So those that do not know Christ will be led astray. They will be deceived. Uh, These false prophets are gonna be be satanic, devilish, hellish. They're gonna teach this, this, this deceiving air and uh, we got to make sure that we understand what Jesus is saying here. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see all this this stuff happen, this false religious uh, stuff that's gonna be there. Now, I want to show you something else. Um, look at uh, turn over to uh, Revelation um, chapter seventeen, real quick. Uh, look at this, uh, because I I believe this this gives us a a good understanding of of what this is actually going to look like. Um, Revelation chapter 17, and you have this this great prostitute, this beast that's going to be there, and uh, there's going to be this mass deception that's going to be happening Uh, during this time, you have this unbelievable, evil, vile, wretched world religious system called this harlot, the great whore, this prostitute. And there's going to be all of this religious deception that is going to be taking place. And they're going to be this great, look at verse uh, number one. He tells us, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and with the wine of sexual immorality, the dwellers of earth have become drunk. And so we see this, 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 this prostitute, look at verse five, on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And so there's this mass deception, mass evil that is gonna be taking place here that uh, the Lord says this, these, these false teachers are going to arise. Many of them are going to arise and they're going to be performing great signs and miracles that will even deceive the very elect if it were possible. But uh, those that know Christ will not be deceived. Uh, and look at here, verse. let's go back over to Matthew 24 because this is just staggering here. Look at this. Here's a third part of this falling away of those that do not know Christ. Uh, Look at thirdly here, some will fall away because they choose lawlessness. Uh, The uh, King James Version puts it this way, this verse, uh, it says, "And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But here in uh, verse 12, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. So iniquity or lawlessness is the word that means that they violate God's law. It's, It's just sin that has gone mad. And these people that are living during this time that do not know Christ, even though they said they've professed that they know Christ, the sin, the iniquity is going to draw them away because they love sin so much. They love to violate God's law so much that it's going to draw them away. It's going to be enticing to them. And so he tells us here, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And you know, we can look at it today. Um, there, There really does seem to be an abundance of vile, wretched, horrible, disgusting sin that is in our nation today, and even in our world. I mean, horrible, wicked things that are taking place. But during this time, it is going to be so rampant that people are just going to want to indulge in it. And it's going to draw people away. And uh, their love will grow cold uh, for that uh, because it's going to be widespread wickedness. Paul wrote to uh, Timothy and described that in the last day, uh, what wickedness was going to be like. Turn over to uh, 2 Timothy chapter number three. Look what Paul told Timothy, what the, what the last days are going to be like and what we're going to see. And he, he tells us here, describes to Timothy what these last days will be like. Look what he says. First, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness, he says, but denying its power. And boy, I think we see a lot of that today. We see people that flock to Christianity or forms of Christianity because it is a lot of this self-help or this uh, I'm gonna make you feel good type Christianity. A lot of this uh, uh, puff yourself up type uh, self-centered Christianity. And people are flocking to that stuff. And remember, just because somebody uses the words church, God, Jesus, gospel does not mean that they are teaching the truth. We have to be wise about this kind of stuff. And so during this time, the love of many will grow cold because they love pleasure more than they love God. So there's gonna be rampant, unrestrained, unimaginable, vile, wretched sin during this time. And people are going to be immersed in it and want it and love it. Uh, And they're going to be drawn away. They're going to fall away uh, from following Christ. And uh, it's coming fast, isn't it? Um, I mean, these things really don't seem too far off uh, than they were 10, 20 years ago, do they? Uh, I mean, we're we're seeing it more and more. And so their affection, uh, although it's shallow, their affection for Christ will grow cold and they're wooed away because of the love of evil that they're gonna want. And then you jump back here to Matthew 24. Look at the last one, verse 13. So how can you tell... Those that are saved. Well, verse 13 clearly gives us the answer to that. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Yes. Uh, They're not going to go away because the price is too high. They're not going to go away because they're deceived. They're not going to go away because they love evil. They are going to endure to the end. And uh, Jesus tells us those that will endure to the end will be saved. And really, uh, we're going to see who all the fakes and the real ones are. God's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, and we're going to really know who those, those that really follow Christ are, and those that were just in it for some personal gain, some whatever, who knows? But we'll, we'll, we'll know that. So some will die, some will live, but they will all be delivered, whether in life or death. And uh, we see here that those that will endure to the end, they will be saved. So it's important to understand what, uh, what Jesus had to say about all of this. And I think that we, we should be prepared uh, for what uh, is going to happen, whether that happens in our lifetime or not. We still need to be a wise and apply Jesus' words to our hearts. So let's pray together.